0: Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy, and you're listening to Racing Boys, and if you ain't listening to them, you get out of the country because you're a
1: communist. I love Racing Boys. Like Mater says, they make me happier than the tornado and the trailer park. You know, the funny thing about that is, the Larry voice and the Mater voice are exactly the same. Get her done.
0: America's largest all-sports radio station presents the number one motorsports show for two decades, Track Talk. Brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. Here are the Racing Boys: Scott Trailer and Kirk Elliott. Good
2: morning, everyone. Welcome to Track Talk here on Sports Radio 810 WHB and RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. I'm Scott Trailer, the guy sitting across from me. He's Kirk Elliott, Todd, and Austin here at Racing Boys HQ. Blake back at Sports Radio 810 WHB, helping with the show. Good morning, everybody. We got it. A- Damn good show lined up. There's a lot of news going on right now out in the uh, racing world, and we're going to get into a lot of it today. We're first going to talk about tonight, Kirk, is the MWRA banquet will be taking place tonight. I'm going to be going to that. We're going to have Raul Romero on uh, the show today to talk about tonight's banquet. And, Kirk, you know, we've been... We've been broadcasting the United Rebel Sprint Car Series for no less than 10 years, haven't we? And it was uh, a little sad to hear that Rick Salem, good friend of the Racing Boys for all those years, has decided to sell the United Rebel Sprint Car Series to Terry Maddox, the uh, the combination of Maddox-Cordy promotions, and they're going to be taking that over and... Think about the load that Terry Maddox is taking on now with all the other stuff that he's he's taken on with ASCS and all the Warrior Regions, the Oil Capital Racing Series, now the United Rebel Sprint Car Series. A lot going on in Terry Maddox's life. But we thought we would talk to Rick Salem and thank him for all the great years that he's put, all the hard work he's put in. 16 years he's invested in the United Rebel Sprint Car Series. We'll talk to Rick Salem. A little bit in hour number one. And in hour number two, I think uh, one of the biggest stories of the week, Kirk, and I'll ask you and I'll ask for your opinion on this. Kenny Brown has decided to start a 410 uh, sprint car series here in the Midwest. And, uh, you know, the first thing that everybody says to me when I tell them that there's a new 410 sprint car series coming to the Midwest is that. Where are the 410s going to come from? But after reading some posts and and going through and reading what people are saying about the 410 series, I think there's a little bit of an excitement, uh, a a little excitement level uh, about 410 sprint car racing coming back to this area. Now, will that affect the non-wing sprint car guys, you know, like, uh, Um, MWRA or Power Eye, the guys that got some 410s, maybe want to throw a lid on their car. They don't want to have to pull all the way over to Illinois to run with MOA. Um, I would think that uh, you might see a couple of those guys defect as well. What do you think, Kirk, about 410 racing here? Uh, As we know, 410 racing really kind of struggled for a period of time. Savannah Speedway, 71 Speedway, where I used to race back in the 80s, Ran 410 sprint cars for a long time, but it closed down years ago. What do you think about 410 racing?
3: Well, I think it's going to be a challenge. I'll be uh, interested to see how it all works out, uh, you know, to build up a car count, uh, how many guys run 410 cars to begin right. with. You see a lot of them in the area run at Knoxville on a regular basis. I mean, there are some one-off uh, events and series that some of these guys run, but, uh you've got uh you know Knoxville that runs 410 on a regular basis. Uh I just I just wonder how many cars they're going to get for this series. That would be my question. I, I mean I don't know. I I would think it it's going to be a challenge to get this thing to work. We'll, we'll see.
2: I, I you know what? I, I I think that you have to stay with it. You know Kirk, you and I have talked about it for years. If you're going to get into something make sure you do it for more than one year, right? Uh, we've seen classes come along, and, and, and you, you've got to give them some time to get some legs under them. So if you're going to run, I think they said somewhere around 30 races for the Power I-410 sprint cars. If they're going to do that, um, they're going to have to stay committed all the way through and then see how it grows over the winter next year and see if it gets a little more legs under it. So I think there's going to be some growing pains in the beginning, though.
3: Yeah, and you're I mean you're going to have to throw some money at it. I mean, these guys are not going to run for nothing. So, I mean, right. you're going to, the purse money is going to have to be where it's attractive for these guys to come want to do this. Mm-hmm. So, uh but that's that's my question. How many cars are you going to get? We'll see how it works out. I'm hey, I'm willing to give anything a shot. If somebody wants to start up something, I'm going to stand back and let's see how it works out. Right. That's that's my attitude about it. So, I'm not going to You know, shove it into the ground right away. We'll see how it works out. They may know. They probably know more than I do about who might be interested in running this series. So
2: they probably do. See, they probably know a little bit more. That's
3: what I'm saying. I'm. (laughs) I'm just going to sit back. And watch. So, hey, I just want to remind everybody that we've got a live broadcast on Racing Boys tonight.
2: I was going to get that at the end of all the news here. At the the end of the news. Yeah. Okay. Well,
3: we we can uh, throw that in tonight at 5 o'clock at Caney Valley Speedway. Right. So tune in for that.
2: That that was, Austin, that is an example of Kirk Elliott throwing me a wheel. Well, I didn't know you were not going to bring it up. You don't know what I'll bring up. You don't know what I'll bring up. Kirk just dives (laughs) right in there. I don't know if you watched last night. I don't know if anybody watched out there at Placerville and watched the B-Main for the 1,200 mini sprints. I didn't watch it. The lightning sprints. They had 37 37 lightning sprints, Austin. 37. I I, I love Bob uh, Douglas. Man, I wish people would support him like they do out there because... 37 cars but there was a car last night i think his number was 77 i can't remember his name and he did at least deidre and i counted at least nine or ten end over ends down the back straightaway at placerville and and they they caught him after he'd already started flipping so he might have done two or three before that and let me tell you man it was horrifying watching a A 1,200 micro flip end over end, no less than 10 times.
3: Driver okay?
2: Well, it kind of rang his bell a little bit. There it is right there, right? That's the wreck. Um, I think uh, he was an old non-wing sprint car driver. God,
3: that was a heck of a ride.
2: (laughs) Is that not a flip or what? That was wild flip. That was nasty. Man, you hate to see that, man. Gosh, dogs. It took him a while to get out of the car. That B-Main for those 1,200s took forever. I don't know how many cars flipped and how many people got hurt, but that, that was a long, long B-Main last night. So long, it ended after midnight. I had to go to bed and get up and watch the highlights from the midget A-Main. Yeah, morning. I
3: watched the A-Main after I got up this morning. It finished up about 1 o'clock our time this morning. Kyle Larson coming up with the win. And, you stayed uh, up for it. I did not stay up. Oh, I watched okay. the uh, A-Main this morning after I got up. I got you. So that's that's what I, I was with you. I had, We had to get up early. I had, I had to go to bed. Yeah. So,
2: well, but I anyway. Fe- I, I fell asleep on the yeah. couch watching it. Yeah.
3: And, well, that'd be easy to do.
2: Right. right. Uh, uh, I, 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 I got to also talk about, um, we'll get into uh, uh, personally here in a minute, but I want to talk about uh, the changes with the format when ASCS.
3: Yeah. What do you think about that? Your make... your opinion matters. You've been around I the series know. for my, a long time.
2: My, my, my opinion doesn't matter at all, Kirk, because I'm no longer with the series any longer. So I will not be... Tra- yeah, but you covered the series for... 13 years. A
3: lot, long time. So you you know you what know, you're talking about.
2: I, I really don't have a problem with what they're doing because they still have passing points involved in yeah. it. If you read it, I mean, only the qualifying is the change, right? Um you're still going to have to, once you get into your heat races, passing points is going to apply. Right. So I don't really, I, I like the changes I, they've made. I, 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 think, I don't have a problem. No, I, I think I like the it. drivers, and again, I've said this personally, that uh, me as a driver, I loved qualifying because I, I, I excelled at it. You know, I was fast qualifier a lot of times, second fast qualifier, hold a couple track records over the, over the years. I loved it as a driver. But the problem is, I don't think the fans enjoy it near as much as the drivers enjoy it. That's the only thing I say.
3: But it is a more fair way to determine the lineup and not so dependent on the pill draw.
2: Well, the pill draw, the problem with the pill draw and the passing points in the heat race, or, or the passing points, um, you know, if you, get, if you get stuck in a, and I believe they're still going to have passing points in the heat races, yeah. We should have got Terry Maddox on today and talked about it, but uh, we'll 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 get him on next week and talk about the the new United Rebel Sprint Car Series, as well as the passing points, because I mean, they really didn't change it that much. It's just the qualifying is the biggest change.
3: Yeah, and, and it's cool. so I, I think
2: I'm okay with it.
3: And if you're wanting to attract uh, you know as many cars and as many teams as you want to to mm. the series uh competitors like the chance to qualify and earn their way to good qualifying spots not have it depend so much on a pill draw uh and you know the single car qualifying i think that's what everybody doesn't like you know Mm -hmm. so we don't have to go through that and you know the technology today to time these cars you don't have to do single car qualifying out to Mm -hmm. you know time these cars in that's what's boring that's what you and i don't like so if you can, you know, get the, the, get group the times qualifying. with the group qualifying, I'm yeah. good with it.
2: Yeah. I um, want to say hi to John Miller. He is uh, listening from Ontario, Canada. Larry Waters hanging out with us this morning. Kenny, how you doing? A regular on the show, listening in today. Um, Kirk, we got to talk about uh, Jason Persley. He's... Uh, he's in a major battle right now after that wreck that he had last week and um it it appears there's some paralysis involved
3: well i mean we don't know all the details of everything but he did go through a spinal surgery yep. earlier in the week to repair uh some uh damage to his uh back and spine and other than that we don't have all the details uh, but uh, he's he's in a struggle right now after that horrifying crash uh, when he touched wheels with to Buddy uh, Kofoid on the back straightaway of the third heat at last weekend's Western World Championships down at Arizona Speedway. It was a frightening crash. And, you know, the scary part, and it really took me back to Kevin Swindell's accident when yeah. he landed hard. Flat. And uh, he landed you know dason personally landed pretty hard on the racetrack yeah. and so they it ended up on its side they tipped the car back over mm-hmm. before they got him out of the out of the race car but then they took him into the hospital at the time we really didn't know that it was that serious they took him in we figured you know for observation and so forth mm-hmm. but it really was until the next day we found out just how serious it was yeah so we're thinking about Jason Persley. I think I think you'd agree with me, Scott. He was one of the young and up and coming talents oh, no that we've seen in spring uh, midget racing. I mean, the kid had a lot of talent. He's got a lot of talent. Yep. And we certainly wish him a speedy recovery. And I'm I'm still saying right now, maybe we'll see him back Kirk, in a race car, Kirk.
2: Kirk, Kirk so. There is a fund somewhere, I think, on the USAC page. Maybe you can look it up for me, but. Uh... I believe there's a place where people can make donations. Yeah. Um, I know uh, I, I've talked to my friends on the board at at, uh, at Steve King Foundation, and Dason uh, Persley is definitely on the radar over there. So, yeah, everybody's
3: thinking about it. He's a good kid. Very Everybody good likes Dayson and it's a great family. And uh, boy, our prayers, everything, go out to him and his family. That's it's, it's going to be a struggle. With his recovery, but uh, boy, everybody, everybody's in support of Deslin right now, and everybody's got him on his on her minds for sure.
2: Are we surprised that uh, Kyle Larson won last night at Placerville, no, Kurt? Not surprised about it at all. He got a uh, you know Thursday night. He didn't uh, really
3: end up with. He started outside the top ten, ended up in the top ten. On Thursday night, but last night, he got a little bit better starting spot. Started seventh in the A-Main.
2: But hold on on a second. Let me get my head around this. Because he ran fifth. Did you have to run in the top five to qualify for the A-Main last night? I think it's basically where you qualified. No, you still have to run through your heat races. Um, I mean, to get the starting spot... If you,
3: if you, he won his heat race last night or no, he, no, he didn't he He ran
2: fifth in his heat.
3: No, I'm sorry. I, I stand corrected. He finished first in his qualifying flight, which was flight four in qualifying. He was number one in that. And then I think that's what gave him the, the better starting spot last night than what he had on Thursday night. So he was able to start seventh. And he had the benefit of some yellow flags there to get himself up into position. He passed Emerson Axum with about eight laps to go to uh, win that feature event last night. Emerson finished in second, and Bryant Wiedemann, who just coming off that uh, championship in the Power I, finished in third place last night but
2: uh it was good to see jason yeah. McDougall out there you know he's driving one of the tim's cars, the 5t car right so it was good to see him and, running out there last night
3: yeah Buddy he Kofoid finished fifth it looked like it was going to be chris Wyndham's race to to lose i mean he was out he was leading the race and then all of a sudden he ended up off the out of the groove up into the rough stuff up in turns one and two i'm not exactly sure what happened to windham last night
2: uh, well the, but, the track had a couple rough spots on it last night yeah yeah
3: But anyway, this points battle between Wyndham and Buddy Kofoid is back and forth. Wyndham took the lead after he won the uh, Western World last Saturday night. And uh, he still had the lead after uh, earlier this week's race at Bakersfield. And now Buddy Cofoid has taken back over the points lead right now. And we have uh, three, four, four races left to go
2: i got you all right
3: tonight at uh placerville you got two nights at merced next week and then turkey night to defend the to uh determine the championship i can't wait to watch it right... all of them yeah i mean this title's going right down yeah. to the wire it's going to end it's going to be decided to turkey night right a week from tonight
2: right and i want to say a big shout out to gary clark uh, former with dirt works they were very good to me back in the years back in the day uh Helped me out quite a bit with the modified. Um, Paul said the top three transfer out of the heats. So, okay. just to clarify that, so we know that the top three qualified out of the heat. Yeah, he didn't look very good in his heat race last night. Kyle Larson. Uh, how about uh, uh, Chase Elliott racing there last night? He didn't look too good, did he?
3: Well, he's he said he said admitted himself he still learning how. To- how to race these midgets. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he hadn't done it that all that often here. And uh, he said, yeah, this is a different kind of racing than I'm used to. So, yeah. And he showed up. Uh, he was testing the cup car at Charlotte on Thursday and didn't get to the racetrack until after the races on Thursday night. So uh, flew all night or, you know, all the way across the country from Charlotte after a full day of testing that next-gen car. Yep. Uh, to show up at the racetrack, not in time to race on Thursday night, but uh, he was there last
2: night. So yeah. I, th-
3: I think Chase's—he's just out having fun.
2: Ryan Timms won on Thursday night out at Placerville. Man, that fog was thick last night. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, I you thought know, it was going to rain it out. At first, when I turned it on, I went, "What the heck's going on with the cameras?" You couldn't see. The couldn't lights see the were blown out <laughs> down the back straightaway because <laughs> of the fog. But then they—they they said we got a lot of fog sitting in here. And, uh, you know,
3: Larson said himself when he crawled out of the race car last night, he said, I'm surprised they even got this in. I mean, it was uh, misty, rain, cold.
2: You know, the track was wet. That was part of the reason they got a late start was because of weather delay. Right. Right.
3: Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we'll see what happens tonight. There's no qualifying tonight. They're going to run that 100-lap feature And uh, it's all racing tonight, and it's a points deal with the Hangtown 100. You win an overall championship, which Larson is leading the points right now, Mm -hmm. and then they've got the 100-lap race tonight, and Larson is the defending winner of the Hangtown 100. So we'll see what happens tonight.
2: How much do you think uh, Flo paid to get on Kyle Larson's car? I have no idea. You think it was a lot?
3: (laughs) Probably so. I I mean, I, I can't even guess. I don't know.
2: I mean, it, it, Flo understands that if Kyle Larson's in the race on their network, that they're going to get a lot of people to view, right? Well,
3: Kyle Larson's brought so a lot of viewers that to So do you think that that was
2: an investment for the broadcast or an investment in Kyle Larson? Uh, an investment in the broadcast because
3: Kyle Larson brings a lot of viewers he to Flo and every
2: other uh, yeah.
3: media outlet, and it brings
2: a lot of viewers. Kevin Marks said the vortex took care of the fog. Yeah. That, that was a Daryl Walter <laughs> comment. So,
3: Yeah, there might be something to that. I don't you know. You never know.
2: Might be. All right, we're going to take a break. Um, we're going to take a break here real quick, and we'll be back here in a moment. We're going to visit with Raul Romero. He is the promoter of the MWRA, great non-wing sprint car series around this area. That's next right here on Track Talk, and it's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products, made in America, sold to the world. We'll be back with more here on Sports Radio 810 in a moment. Stay tuned.
1: Track
0: Talk.
2: Welcome back. It's Track Talk here on Sports Radio 810WHB and RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. Again, I'm Scott He's Kirk with the Racing Boys. Joining us on the show now is a good friend of the Racing Boys. We love his series, MWRA. Raul Romero joins us now on the show. Raul, how are you doing, my friend?
1: Oh, I'm doing good, man. The sun's shining. It's going to be a nice, beautiful day. Yeah, popped my very first Pedialyte and second bottle of water, so uh, we're uh-oh. ready to rock and roll this afternoon. All
2: right, you better pace yourself today because this is a big day for your group. You're going to have the uh, banquet tonight. Tell everybody where that banquet's going to be.
1: Yeah, so the uh, the uh, banquet for tonight's event is the Gideon Event Space. It is in Baser, Canvas. Mm-hmm. Um, great little venue. Had a great time last year. Perfect setup for. For an event like tonight and uh, really excited to get that rolling
2: yeah yeah um, Ro I know last year when I when I went to this banquet I, I was really impressed with the vibe in the room of all the people that competed with your series last year um, the recognition they gave you and Jeff miles and everybody that works for you um, they were so appreciative of what you do for the series. And let's be fair. You might not pay as much as some other series, but it seems like the loyalty is there from the drivers. Would you concur?
1: Uh, yeah. You know, it's a good day. You say we don't pay as much. We might not pay as much on a on a weekly basis, but we trump any other non-wing series around when it comes to payment. Of, you know, at the end of the series championship, All right. um, our winner right. tonight is going to get five grand. So, to say it's underpaid is. Uh, it's I, not really a true I, statement. No, no, it, it I, really, I, really
2: I, I didn't mean it in that way, Raul. Just, I, just so you know, I, I, I'm just talking about what it pays to win. But, like you say, your point fund money is much better than the others.
1: Oh yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, you know, it, it was really a blast. Last year was the very first year. Didn't really know what to expect, you know, coming into it, starting something like that, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it's, it's a great family of athletes. I mean that'll be shown tonight. You know when there'll be right. people there supporting each other. Um, that didn't even that didn't make the top twelve. Um, and it's it's just it's a great group of people. You know that deserve a ton of respect. And uh, I'm gonna do everything I can to to keep building and and make it you know a prestige program. And I think we're well aware on well on our way to that.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Listen, um, talk, your philosophy has been not to work your teams too hard. I know that you've always wanted to keep the the amount of races around 20 cars. Is that the intentions for next year, or do you think you'll expand a little bit next year?
1: you talking about 20 cars. you mean 20, the amount of cars? Tw- You're talking tw- about the tw- amount of
2: races. Tw- 20 races, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, so we schedule about 20. We know we're going to get about 15 in. That's what we did last year. That's what we plan on doing this year. You know, there has to be uh, an equal medium between having enough races and not too many races i would rather have not as many races and and try to sell for you know 12 to 15 and give everybody the opportunity Mm -hmm. to go run other series and go travel united states if they want to go hit an ascs race in texas they can if they want to go out to illinois and hit a power i race they can Mm -hmm. um it's, it's not the control factor it's all about you know giving options to everybody but then in the end giving them a championship that they're extremely proud of and a banquet that they deserve. So that's kinda of like the philosophy that we have, that's the philosophy that we're gonna to continue to have. Um everybody that, that volunteers for this thing has full time jobs. Right. And so fatigue comes as part of that too. You know, we only get so much vacation that we can take off. And so we're very mindful of the athletes as well. And uh it's a very expensive sport. As you can tell, fuel prices went up, tires were a little shaky last year, so right, right, we right. keep all those aspects in, in and thought and process and we will never go to you know a thirty forty race deal we are a regional series and uh, we respect that yeah and
2: i know that you pay a lot of attention to other people's schedules and your full intention is try not to book on top of other sanctioning bodies because you want the most amount of cars for yourself right
1: well it it, it just doesn't do anybody any good man you know right like i said this is a group of family this is a family there's only so many of them around you know and they race together and they're each other's friends and stuff and i think it's very unfair when a promoter comes in and intentionally schedules something over top of another series um and doesn't even attempt to to work with that person i think mm-hmm. it's an insult to the to the racers as well as the, the tracks you know i've said all the time it takes three elements it takes the racers it takes the track and it takes the fans and when you split a field like that i mean it's detrimental to the sport and as many issues as we have these days of trying to keep tracks open and the fuel costs and tire costs and maintenance costs and car costs i mean we can't we can't do that as an overall thing so hopefully in the future everybody works yeah. together and, looks at the bigger picture of the sport you know so
2: well it's the only people that lose on a deal like that is the fans right
1: right absolutely it does you know we had a really good fan base the last two last year was really good this year was unbelievable the fan base the stands were great um really good following you know and it isn't fair to them to not be able to 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 see everybody that they want to see and they have to choose between whether they're going to go south or they're going to go north it's just it's not fair and then when you have one right next to each other that I mean that's even more devastating so hopefully promoters don't do that you know I've I've reached out to Nathan Moore ASCS down south and we're going to try to do some stuff together and I'm really trying to you know keep everybody open-minded to the to the fact that let's have quality shows and, and give each other opportunities and let's work together not against each other
2: would you like to work have you ever and I, I think I know the answer to this question but would you have a conversation with Kenny Brown about trying to work with each other? Would that be something that you would agree to do and try to work with and make it stronger for everybody? Would you would you, you know, do
1: that? Yeah, that'd be fair to say. Um Kenny Brown was my initial call two years ago when I started this thing mm-hmm. and it just went south. You know, he didn't show me any respect. I he pretty much told me I was wasting his time and that's fine. Um, but it's the bigger picture, man. It it isn't the egos, it isn't about who has what, it's about what are we doing for the sport. And so with that being said, I'm open-minded, and I will talk to anybody at any time um, about, about the sport because I, I really care about the sport and, and the people right. that, that run it. So, yeah, there is no enemies whenever it comes to uh, bettering the sport.
3: Raul Romero joining us from the USAC Midwest Wingless Racing Association Sprint Car, the banquet being held tonight. And, Raul, you put us on a, a project this week that uh, – I, I thoroughly enjoyed because it was putting together a highlight package of the 2021 season for your banquet tonight, but I had a great time reliving all of the great races you had this year. Man, what a season. Corey Shooty wins the championship over Wesley Smith, but some of those races were just absolutely classic in 2021. Probably the best race I saw all year was Luke Howard's win over Shooty up at Bethany, but... Just kind of talk about the competition. This is why you're getting great fans to show right. up at these races, because the quality of the racing is fabulous.
1: Yeah, there's it's it's been unbelievable this year. We've had eight different winners, which is just unbelievable. Eight, eight different winners in 15 races, I believe it is. And, uh, yeah, you know, to see Xavier Doni get his first win this year, see Luke Howard get his first win this year. I mean, there's so many different guys getting wins this year. And it's it's not, it's not, it, you don't, just have the same person coming in there and winning every single week. I mean, these guys are battling for the win. They are deserved wins. Mike um, said the Luke Howard Tour shooting at Bethany's Fairgrounds that was a, you know, a bumper to bumper win. I mean, the the one at uh, Salinas was close. I mean, every yeah. single one of them's been right next to each other. It's it's been unbelievable that mm. that the amount of competition is is this is the strongest Open World Series in the Midwest without a doubt.
3: Yeah, as Salinas where Xavier Doney – Got his win. Jack Wagner got a couple of wins this year. Uh, you know, it was kind of surprising. Wyatt Burke uh, just won that one race at US 36 Raceway. I was surprised he didn't uh, step up and win more.
1: Yeah, everybody, everybody stepping their game up. It's it's it's, uh, it's like I said, it's really it's a hell of a competition now. Um, you know, Jack Wagner, man, he put on a show at Lakeside Speedway for yeah, you know Memorial. He is, he is man, he is that that kid is really coming around and, and going to be a an amazing shoe as well it's just yeah the the talent around this area is unbelievable whether you go to Topeka White Burks or you go to Springfield Corey or Nixa Wesley or if you go over towards you know and think about the Wagners I mean it's it's it's, it's tough I mean these these are really hot hard fought wins and uh, they should be very very proud to be able to to say that they won at the end of the night because it's it definitely has not been handed to not a single person.
3: Yep. And uh, Cody Baker and Tim Kent were the other winners this year. Baker winning yep, the Baker. Uh, season opener at Nevada and Kent at the uh, Kansas State Fairgrounds. Yeah. Yep.
2: Hey, hey, Raul, let me ask you, are you going to uh, expand your schedule? Or are you looking at some different tracks that maybe you didn't run this year?
1: Oh, yeah. So we got a couple more tracks on the schedule this year. I mean, we had quite a few tracks last year. Um Yep. But, yeah, we've got some tracks we're adding this year, and you'll see some of the promoters will be at the banquet tonight. So, really excited for that. But, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a great season. Um, not in a super big hurry to get our schedule out there. We're, you know, working with the ASCS schedule and the run-out Outlaws and stuff. We're just trying to make sure we don't saturate the market at some of the places and, and create, continue to have a good fan base. But, yeah, our schedule will be out, you know, probably in the next couple of weeks. Um, our rules package as well, which I'll just say right now, nothing's really going to change. So I'll announce that, make everybody feel good as, as well. Um, but, yeah, 22 is looking bright. I'm going to spread it out a little bit, and uh, it's it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm really excited for it. As excited as I, was, as I was coming in this year, I'm even more excited coming in next year.
2: Man, oh, man. Well, it, it's a good thing, and you have such momentum that i think uh if if i'm Kenny Brown and i look at, at the competition the people that are running against me are running the similar cars that i ran uh, i think it's a no brainer to work with you in the future and I, I would like to see that that way we can have stellar car counts maybe you know maybe get up over 30 cars this year i know you're uh, i know your average is over 20 right
1: yeah our average was 28 last year our last race that we had was uh 39 cars
2: how about so, that
1: We've been doing really, really good, had a lot of over-30 nights of B-Main pretty much every single week. Um, it's been great racing. I mean, these guys have put on a hell of a show, and it's it's been unbelievable. You know, we talked about uh, what Power Eye's is doing. You know, I see they started the new 410 Wing Series, you know, and somebody yeah. might say, oh, why why, why that? You know, I'm like, hey, that to me, that's just another opportunity for another driver to discover what we do. Um, if they can bring some 410 wing guys around this area, then, hey, maybe one of them might say, hey, I want to try it without a wing and come run with us. So I look as any open-wheel racing is, is good you know, good for our area and good for our sport. So I'm kind of excited for that, actually.
2: With that being said, are you concerned about a couple guys putting a lid on their cars and, nah, and going running no, with those guys?
1: All. Yeah, no, if the guys want to run too, man, like I said, this is not a power shift. If the guys want to go run the 410 deals, it's their program. It's their car. It's their money. They're allowed to do whatever they want to do. Right. They shouldn't be ever being anybody tell them you know you can't go run with them you need to be dedicated to us you know just like our championship banquet if you ended up in sixth place and you missed three races guess what you're getting picked for sixth place you're getting awards for sixth place we don't have a you know a perfect attendance award because it's it's all about what whatever works best for your family and your program so we don't Mm. we don't uh we don't look down on that at all it's all about open world racing as long as you're racing whether it's another series or our series um, it's building a sport, and that's that's all I really care about.
2: All right. Uh, Raul, before I let you go, do you got anything you need to add or want to get out to the people that are listening around the Midwest here on Sports Radio 810
1: WHB? The only thing I can say is, man, keep your eye out. Midwest Wingless Racing Association is going to have an awesome schedule last year or next year. And, uh, yeah, just, just stay tuned for some, some changes and some, some really, really cool stuff coming our way.
2: All right, Raul. Well, I appreciate you getting up early on a Saturday morning to be with us on the show. Good luck to you. I'll be at the banquet tonight. I can't wait to get out there. We had a great time last year. Looking forward to it again tonight. I'll see you a little bit later. All right, my friend? All
1: right, sounds good. See you guys. All
2: right. There you have it. Raul Romero, he is the promoter of the Midwest Racing Association. And, man, what a series. Only two years old. Great car count. A lot of people support Raul. They believe in him. They love his effort. They love his enthusiasm and uh, that's why he's successful at what he does.
3: Well, I you know, I'm a long-time non-wing sprint car fan from way back and uh you know, I'm turning into a full-time race fan. That's what I'm going to be doing. Right. I'm going to I'm going to show up at a lot of his races because why? It's great racing. It, the action is has-
2: it really, yeah. it really is fantastic. It really
3: yeah. is. I mean, we're not saying that just because we had roll on and right. we did a lot of the races. I'm saying it's a it's a great product. All you have to do out. is
2: go to his races, and you will see that yeah. the product is excellent. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, unfortunately, we're going to be talking to Rick Salem. Rick Salem has chose to sell the United Rebel Sprint Car Series to Maddox Corby Promotions, and. It was kind of a sad day when we heard the word that Rick was. Yeah, but be I think it's out. a
3: great day. You know, it, it, we should congratulate Rick Salem for having the opportunity to, you know, and he's up there in the age where he kind of wants to retire and do other things. But right. the United Rebel Sprint Series will live on, and that's the good news, and that's what he should be congratulated for.
2: No, I agree. Is
3: that he built up the series to where he can leave it and it'll live on.
2: All right, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, Rick Salem's going to join us. We'll talk about the sale of the United Rebel Sprint Car Series. It's all right here on Track Talk. Track Talk is brought to you by Lucas Oil Products, made in America, sold to the world. We'll be back with more here on Sports Radio 810 WHB in a moment. Stay tuned. Track Talk. Welcome back to track talk. It's all brought to you by Lucas oil products made in America, sold to the world. I want to thank uh, Brandon Bernstein, Forrest Lucas, Dave Wanzer, and everybody over at Lucas oil for believing in the race boys. The last 12 years, great relationship with those guys over there. And we've had a great relationship with our next guest. He's been a uh, part of our broadcasting network since the beginning. In fact, Kirk, I'm not so sure. Wasn't the Rebel Series the first broadcast that we ever did, was it? I believe that's correct. I believe it was. And joining us now is the man that has sold the United Rebel Sprint Car Series, but he's still going to be a big part of it in the first year with the new owners. Rick Salem joins us now. Rick, how are you doing, my friend?
0: Pretty good, Scott. How are you and Kirk today?
2: Hey, congratulations. Yeah. Rick, Uh, Rick, uh, you know, we're happy for you. I know that... Any time that you've invested, and listen, I'm dealing with the same thing, right? I ran up and down the road with the Luxol AES National Tour for 13 years. Stepping away was one of the hardest things I've ever done. I'm sure you have to feel the same right now. This is your baby, the Rebel Series. Uh, tell us how it all came down, and, and, and tell us, are you having a little bit of remorse yet? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I've got mixed feelings about it. But, uh, you know, I'm getting up there in age. And and Diane, my partner that's helped me with this series for so long, she just turned 75, and she just can't physically do it anymore. Yeah. And it just, uh, the offer came up, and it was a deal that I thought maybe I should take. Uh, my first priority was to ensure that the series continued to prosper and grow. And I believe Terry and Carrie, I couldn't pick anybody any better. I don't believe to ensure that the series stays healthy and, and continues. But, uh, I don't know. I'm going to stay on for a year and at least see how long I can do it. And, uh, we'll go from there. Well, sure. Didn't, uh, Get enough to retire on, but I right, right. probably try and find something in the motorsports sprint car industry somewhere.
2: Well, you, you, you'll be needed. A lot of people would love to have your assistance, no matter what series it is. We hope that you stay with the United Rebel Sprint Car Series. You know, you talked about Terry and carry a, a little bit, uh, the Maddox Corby promotions uh, combination. Those two have really done a lot here in the last few years, and you got to feel really comfortable knowing that those guys are really open-wheel guys. I mean, they're vested, right? They, they've they got the Oil Capital Racing Series. Terry's just purchased ASCS. Now they've got the United Rebel Sprint Car Series. you got to feel like you're really in good hands uh, when you handed that off to those two guys.
0: I I really do. I mean, like I said, my priority was to continue to grow, and when the offer came up, I just I felt like you know, I couldn't find any anybody better. I don't think to bring more to the table for my racers and my fans than uh, I mean. There's there's another level they can go to, and I think these guys can do it. Yeah, yeah,
3: no, that that's really what it's all about, isn't it, Rick? I mean, uh, you you want to walk away and know that the series you put your blood, sweat, and tears in will live on long after you're gone. That that's the whole goal isn't it the legacy will live on
0: that's exactly i mean uh my first concern was for my racers that have supported me all the years and the fans and i think uh like i said the offer came up and it was just a time to consider that and i think i made the right decision really
2: yeah Rick, but it's never an easy decision when when you've put all that time and effort and blood, sweat and tears and money and I mean have you been thinking about this for a while? How many years have you been thinking about All right. I've got I've got to find an out plan. I'm sure this has been on your mind for a little bit, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, it has for the last couple of years, two or three years, you know. It's just uh like I said, I'm getting up in age. I'm still physically fine, but uh, it, you know, a lot of it was was the fact that uh, Diane couldn't help anymore, and I can I can find somebody else probably to do her job. But with me getting up there in age and into this deal, put my life into it. Well,
2: hold on. Let me just say this: uh, you're kind of like. Me Rick, it's like my partner Kirk Elliott. Well, we're all in the
3: same boat. We're, we're, K-
2: Kirk Elliott's going to leave <laughs> at the end of next summer. He's going to help me get this podcast up and running. He's agreed to help me do that. But it's it's kind of like me. You know, uh, my choice of getting off the road had a lot to do with Kirk Elliott not being a part of Racing Boys. You know, it, it, when you lose somebody that's such a key component. To your organization and to what you do and how you operate and all the things that Kirk does for me, um, it's going to be terrible to try to replace him. If you can replace him, I don't think you can even replace a person like Kirk Elliott, and you're in the same boat as I. Yeah, we're all about the same age, so I mean, that's
3: that's so I understand what you're going through, Rick. It's it's hard to you know, make that transition, that is for sure. But, you know, I wanted to talk to you about where we're at with 305 Racing. You, you're one of the pioneers of building this type of racing up. And uh, where are we at in 2021 heading into 2022 of uh, 305 wing sprint car racing?
0: You know, uh, you're right. 16 years ago, everybody thought I was a fool. <laughs> I got all the deep date by a couple of promoters and, and, but i seen the need for something more affordable yeah. for the racers, not only the racers, but the tracks, especially out here in Kansas. I mean, mm-hmm. people are loaded with tons of money and, uh, I mean, it was, it's, it's, it was a great deal and it still is. But I I worry about the cost of things going up so high and and running off the normal little joe blow racer that could afford to do it in the past. Right. Well, get, but
2: but Rick, there's there's no secret that three oh five racing is getting more expensive, right?
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I tried. To, I mean, when we first started racing, I think it paid four hundred to win. And now all our races are up to uh, at least a 1,000 to win, usually. Mm-hmm. And of them, 3,000, 2,000, and even at Belleville, the highest-paying 305 race right right at the moment is 7,000 to win and 1,000 to start the race. And, you know, I've had a lot of support from the tracks and the Two racers able to do that. Yes, yeah. So I'm... I'm just uh I just wish we could find a way to control the costs on these motors
2: let let me ask you this, Rick, and I've only got two minutes here about ninety seconds to go till the end of the show, so I need a quick answer out of you um did you feel at, at some point that there was a little pressure on you to go i m c a and go with the standard five by five wing you were on the sixteen square wing uh did you feel pressure to go in that direction at some point?
0: Oh, I did i mean it was I was being surrounded by by the big wing and the IMCA favor mm-hmm. deal, and it was a it was a hard decision to make. And I, you know, I don't particularly like the big wing on the 305s. I thought the little wing made a whole lot better racing for the deal. But it is what it is, and, and just to keep the series healthy and the racers happy, I was about forced to do that. Yeah. But before I leave, I want to thank you and Kirk both for all you've done for the series. And, I mean, you have guys who supported me and supported this series and supported our fans by bringing your broadcasts. And I, I hope down in the future we can continue, but uh, I just want to thank you guys for all you've done for the series.
2: It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Never say never. Uh, we might be able to make that all work to where we continue bringing those audio broadcasts. We'll work on that, and hopefully we can make that happen in the future. Rick, thanks so much. Congratulations on the sale of the Rebel Series, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you down the road uh, on the new show, Mostly Motorsports. Thanks for taking the time to m- this morning, buddy. I appreciate you.
0: I appreciate you guys calling me. I appreciate everything you, you've done. So you guys have a good day, and... And uh, have a good radio and whatever, uh, all
2: right,
3: whatever
0: you like brings your way. Uh, if you find a job for you, you have a all right. job for you, hit me, hit me up. All right, Rick. All right, thanks, Rick. thanks a lot,
2: Rick. Thanks. All right, our n- number two coming up. Don't forget, Mostly Motorsports is going to debut January 10th from the Chill Bowl. I'll be down there. We'll have a lot of great guests. Our number two is coming up. Kenny Brown is going to be talking about his new 410 Sprint Car Series that he's bringing to the Midwest. We'll talk about that. We might even try to reach out to Ryan Tim and give him a surprise call here a little bit later. He won on Thursday 10. night out of Placerville. For Kirk Elliott, Scott Tra- I'm Scott Trailer with Todd and Austin. Blake back at Sports Radio 810. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you right around the corner. Hour number two.
1: As your power steering pump ages, seal leaks may occur, causing the power steering system to lose fluid. Your power steering system may also develop an annoying squeal, and the steering may become more difficult to handle. By using Luca's Power Steering Stop Leak, you will stop the seal leaks. Reduce slack in rack and pinion. Eliminate the squeals in hard spots in your power steering system. It is guaranteed to stop seal leaks for your money back. Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. It works.